The Sacred Changemakers podcast is supported by the members of the Soul Business Academy, helping professional changemakers design a business that ignites the human soul. Check out our unique frameworks to help you grow your business with a powerful combination of soul, energetics, and proven business strategies and tools. Now is the time to reimagine business and leadership for the new era. Your soul is calling. Find out how you can uplevel your business at sacredchangemakers.com and make a meaningful impact in our world. Hey there, and welcome back to the Sacred Changemakers podcast. And today I'm going to be talking with our guest, Oge Okisieme. And we're talking about how to thrive through chaos. Now, Oge is a conscious creation teacher, and she's a guide who works with grand souls to bring clarity to their soul's vision and structure to their purpose so that they can shine deliciously in the world as their genuine self. The grand souls she works with want to overcome self-doubt, reinvent themselves, and stop playing small. They know they're here to create history through impact and influence, and Oge's passion is exploring and teaching the art and science of creativity. Her zone of genius combines practicality and mystic teachings to enable her clients to quickly create and actualize their purpose. Now, the conversation that you're going to hear is going to invite you into the mysteries of yourself, of what is going on internally and kind of driving your behaviors in life and business. Now, what I love about Oge is her ability to take abstract concepts and, and really make them concrete to really help us to understand what, for example, the soul means in everyday reality. She helps us all to remember how powerful we truly are and how what's going on on the inside impacts what's going on externally in our lives and our careers and our maybe our leadership and our business. And you might want to grab a notepad and take some notes because we dive deeply into how to not only survive and feel safe in these turbulent times, but also how to thrive through the chaos that we're all living through right now. And Oge shares real practical skills of what you can do to help navigate your way through. And as a side note, you'll hear Oge talk about the people she works with. And you will have already heard this in the professional bio that I mentioned a minute ago. She, she talks about the people she works with, not as humans, but as grand souls, which I have to say, I just love because it's a reframe that is prompting me in a way to inquire for myself what might be different if I considered myself to be a grand soul. You know, what would be different then in life, in, in relationships, in business? It feels like a different energy to embrace. So I invite you to listen in to this powerful conversation and just see what transpires for you. Hey, Oge, welcome to the Sacred Changemakers podcast. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. It is oh, a pleasure no. to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited mm. to talk to you, Oge. I know our listeners are just going to love whatever this conversation turns out to be. But, mm -hmm. you know, our listeners have just heard your professional bio. So I'd love to start in this very human space by mm -hmm. asking you, you know, who is the real life human behind the bio? Can you walk us through a little bit about that? Who is she? Oh, my God. It's like, where do you want me to start? <laughs> she is 
so multifaceted <laughs> I don't know where to start I can start like really mundane things and say Jane I like sewing um, I like crafting I actually make like proper high-end handbags like crochet handbags so that's one one way we could go the other way we could go is I'm a mother I have two um, adult sons now they're like adult adult um, where else could I go with this? I run my own business, but that's the stuffy bit of the bio, not the running the business, but you know, I run my own business and I'm the leader behind the leader. That's how I refer to myself because what I do is I help leaders get their work out there, but a certain kind of leader though, a leader who is a grand soul very grand in their soulness and they're here with a specific work and that work also involves being a bridge between I like to say the bridge between um, humanity and earth and divinity and they're here to create that bridge and bring a specific type of work in terms of creating a new world. So that's what I do in my other life as well. Um, I like gardening. I like writing. And I like talking about my work, hence why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, you know, in just those few sentences, we've known each other for a while. I've just learned so much about you that I didn't know, mm -hmm. my friend. Oh my okay. gosh, I, I love the way you explain grand soul mm -hmm. because there's just something, I don't know, quite mysterious about the way you explain that. Like I can't, it's not really concrete. I can't really think that I understand what you say. So I'd love to dive into that a little mm. bit because yeah. soul is not, a word we normally kind of tether no. to business so. no it's not it's not and so I choose that word purposefully to disrupt because in business we are souls first so soul is like if you like the overseeing energy that creates each of the personalities that we are all right. Mm. And then the grandness of it is at the soul level, this is a belief I have anyway, at a soul level, not all souls are created equal. It doesn't mean that one soul is better than the other. But in terms of certain things, some of us have been around the cosmic block a few times. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> I do. I completely know what you mean. We've been around the cosmic block a few times. We've been through different dimensions. And a lot of us are here now, congregated here now, to bring that experience to bear, especially in this time where uh, Mother Earth is rebranding. That's another phrase I like. Mother Earth is properly rebranding. Our consciousness on Earth is changing the way we do things, even in terms of our weather patterns, those things are changing. Those are all rebranding things. And grand souls are here to bring their experience to help that journey along. For many of us, grand souls, 
I will say this, this is our last trip on earth. Once we've done this, we're done with this physical dimension. We're off to create kind of new episodes elsewhere. Oh, and, and that's not something you say in the business space, but you know, I've gotten to the point where it doesn't matter. I'm just going to do my thing, take it or leave it. Yeah, it's so fascinating listening to you because I'm going through my own soul mm -hmm. inquiry right now and I'm getting this really strong, almost resonance from you, which mm. is telling me exactly, I, I, I'm beginning to get an understanding of why we're having this conversation yeah. and why we're having this conversation today. So let me ask you one thing, because there's an inquiry mm -hmm. I'm in at the moment, which is about business as a soul expansion because mm -hmm. one of the things I realized is I, I I've all uh, for a long time I've thought that business is a vehicle for awakening the soul but I've got to this place now where I think it's in my life in my experience it's probably the one thing that has expanded my soul more than yeah. anything and not only yeah. that it's the vehicle not just for my expansion as the business owner but for the the people my audience my community my my members my clients the people that follow me as well it's mm -hmm. like that ripple effect mm -hmm. so is that something that you also yeah. work within yes <laughs> similar to you I know you're laughing because I'm like okay where do I go with this similar to you Business is, for me, and the clients I work with and the grand souls I work with, business is our vehicle for our personal creative expression. Mm. Now, I know that in the traditional way, um, business is there to serve, yeah, to serve the other. I veer slightly away from that because at, at uh, uh, some level we are all here serving ourselves even when we serve the other we are serving it for that personal fulfillment okay so from that point of view when I work with my grand souls the first thing is to understand that your business is a vehicle for your creative expression that is actually what our souls are bringing to bear now is our creative expression our uniqueness in that allowing yourself to express yourself creatively you actually by default permit everyone else to express themselves and that's what we're using our business for so we're using our business to transform out loud I really love that transforming out loud that's what grand souls do we are transforming out loud in that we are putting ourselves out there so people can see what transformation looks like. Mm -hmm. Not just any odd transformation, but transformation specifically in this time where we're moving from concrete things that we've always known into the unknown. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. into that unknown space, into that chaotic space. And there is a group of us souls who have come here with that agreement that we are ready to, uh, to be the transformation so that other people can follow in the footsteps if they so choose. And if they so choose is the key here, mm -hmm. if they so choose. And our business is that expression, that vehicle, mm -hmm. yeah? So 
I say <laughs> I'm not necessarily here to serve anyone in that sense, because for me, nobody actually needs rescuing or serving. Right. Okay. But I'm here to take people on a journey if they so choose. And that's what yeah. our business is here for. And one of the things I'm noticing as you're talking is there's a mm. real clarity of vibration as you speak. Mm. because you're saying you're not just saying this is what I'm passionate about this is what my mm -hmm. business is about you're saying I'm here to do this yeah which is so unusual in the business world mm -hmm. in its in and of itself mm -hmm. and that just feels like I don't know it just feels so powerful and grounded as you speak okay mm -hmm. because in this time of uncertainty you know, those of us that are able to mm -hmm. kind of express ourselves creatively yes. and fully like you're 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 talking about here mm -hmm. are we're the ones that are in some ways, whether we like it or not. And I'm going to say yes. sometimes this is not intentional, but we are kind of leading the way for mm -hmm. others like to see like you said we we're, we're more visible we're out there leading for others yes. to see and and I love that now you mentioned these times mm. <laughs> so I do feel compelled to ask you I mean we really are going through chaos in many yes. ways on the surface level that's what it looks mm -hmm. like anyway for a lot mm -hmm. of us there's a lot of uncertainty there's a lot of stresses mental health issues are coming to the fore but yeah. what 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 meaning are you making, making from these times? I love that question. I love that question. <laughs> these chaotic times. Oh, my God. Again, chaos, to start with, is structure we do not understand. Right. That's where right. I always go. So when we don't understand something, we label it as chaos. And that's the first thing I want to um really emphasize in terms of managing and understanding and attributing a attributing a, me um, a meaning to yeah, this yeah. so for me when something is chaotic i just say well it doesn't mean there's no even um divine intelligence to it it just means that i don't understand it yet and so in saying that to myself, that's the, that begins to put my mind at ease. Mm. This is about surrender, is about trusting, is about letting go of control in these chaotic times. And that is what one of the things, um, Jane, that's causing so much un unrest for people. We as a species have been so used to thinking we are in control of stuff yeah I go to work at nine o'clock I come back by five you know in the summer I take holidays everything is compact in compartments and rigidly structured and it gives us that sense that we are in control we're not in control of anything but it gives us that sense that we are in control and then chaos comes along and what causes that upheaval is that sense oh my god I'm not in control anymore mm -hmm. and that's why I always start with that chaos is just something you don't understand yet now, in terms of the meaning I'm giving to this time, the thing I said this early on, 
earth energy is shifting. Again, this is not language we necessarily use in business, it, but this is a language we are moving towards that we're not using it now doesn't mean that at some point we're all not going to understand that energetically we are all shifting. We are shifting how we do things. We are shifting how we approach work. We are shifting our approach to ourselves. So you can see it like economically. You can see it in the way, for example, money and exchange is happening. You can see it in the way business and exchange is happening. All of these are symptoms or outcome of the change that's happening. It's happening on earth level and it's happening on individual level. Now, where are we heading with that change? I don't know. That's the chaos bit of it. I don't know where we're heading with that change. However, the meaning I'm giving to it is that change is happening and there is no point pretending that things are how, even like in the last three years, with all the COVID and stuff, look at how much change that has brought in for people. One example is, um, you know how people used to have to go to work, to the office, to work? Now, pre-COVID, a lot of people were told that working from home or remotely was near impossible. Yeah. You couldn't do that stuff, it was like near impossible. Now, <laughs> a lot of the big corporations don't want people coming into work, yeah? That has swung. Like my friend was telling me the other day, um, her organization she works with, they're renting out half their building to someone else because they're encouraging their employees to now work from home. Those are like massive changes that are happening that's forcing us to restructure ourselves from the inside out because now you don't have your employee or your employer telling you when to take a break yeah you don't you know it's things like that that are changing and one thing I know for sure is in that change we are becoming more self-directive we are directing ourselves more mm. but people yeah. don't know how to do that yet and that's the other thing that's causing the the discomfort yeah yeah and that brings us very nicely to our mm. title today which is how yeah. to thrive through chaos mm -hmm. because you're absolutely right I know in in my world here in the United States mm -hmm. I'm finding people have really almost like lost their ground there's a lot yes. more emotional support needed right now through yeah. my client base through my communities and it's almost like I would, I would even go as far to say that the systems we've created as humans, like education systems, our yeah. working life, all these systems that we have are not really equipping us to, to manage ourselves in any kind of grounded way through these times. Mm. So I'd love to kind of dive into this with you because I'm sure our listeners yeah. are kind of feeling this shift in sounds underneath their feet and maybe mm -hmm. don't even know how to cope, never mind yeah. how to thrive. <laughs> yes. Yes, first you get the you need to get your balance and then yeah, I hear. Mm. Yeah. 
So I'd really love you to kind of speak to that in a way like if, a, you know, somebody's listening here and they're just thinking like everything is just so chaotic. I don't know which direction to go. I don't know what to do next. How can we help them to really kind of ground and and just kind of. So my word would be flow <laughs> with the yeah. changes rather flow. than just trying to get the control back. But there's definitely a sense of safety that's missing today that perhaps yes. wasn't missing a couple of years yes. ago. I'm so glad you spoke about that sense of safety because that's the other thing. Right. Again, how I approach this with myself and when I'm working with other people is to understand that safety is an inside job mm. once I got that that began to change everything it's your sense of safety inside that matters I'll give you an example this just happened a couple of weeks ago so I was talking to my friend on the phone and I was on the pavement and then a car stopped for me to cross the road and I said to her, oh, my God, I'm in the middle of the road. I've got to get off the phone. I suddenly started feeling unsafe. Mm. The car's stopping. So I got off the phone. Then as soon as I stepped on the pavement, that sense of safety came back again. Mm. And I remember I said to her, isn't this weird? Because this, this might sound, I'm not saying this to be dramatic, but I so realized, I said, isn't this weird? Because a, a car could literally come and knock me off that pavement. Right. Okay. The, the pavement is not the safety. The sense of safety is what I've attached to the pavement, but the safe sense of safety was an inside job. I yeah. could have just as equally activated that safety in the middle of the road. But because I have certain attachments to cars and roads, and this is not about good or bad, this is just about us as individuals, especially in this time, um, re-evaluating where that sense of safety is coming from. Mm. Because if you've lost your job now and you've attached your sense of safety to the job, then what? Mm. When you start to understand that safety is a feeling, it's a sensation, it's not the money, it's not the job, it's not the cars, it's not all those things. It's a feeling and a sensation. Then you can start to empower yourself. That's the word I'm looking at. You can start to empower yourself. Now, I'm not saying you just go and stand in the middle of the road then, but you, when you start to look at safety as that inside job, it starts to shift how you feel and give you a lot more leeway when you're dealing with things unknown, especially, Jane, when you're dealing with chaos and the unknown. Mm. That sense of safety has to come from you. Hmm. otherwise where else is it going to come from yeah yeah and one thing I notice as well with this idea of safety is it's one of the things that I've noticed with my clients over the years is that if that isn't present hmm. then nothing in a way so yeah. I, I'm being a bit judgmental but nothing good can come from there because it's almost like you're in your primal state yes you're reacting you're firefighting mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. so many of us have got used to this level of stress in our specifically in our working lives but I mean it, it bleeds into our personal lives as well mm -hmm. that we think it's normal 
and it's exactly. not and yeah. when when we're in that space one of the things i've noticed is no sustainable change can happen reactive short-term change can but not the sustainable change that's actually like changing habits or getting really intentional yeah. about a new direction or whatever is that is that what you've noticed too yes yes um when you are in that i call it the survival space mm. it's really difficult it's, it's not impossible but it's really difficult and really challenging to do anything creative beyond the survival and the thing with that state it starts turning in on itself is the more you are fighting for survival the more you fight for survival so it, be, it you know perpetuates itself mm. it continues and continues and that is why um finding that sense of safety from you is so important finding that sense of safety from you now when you find that sense of safety from you say i'm thinking about somebody in a in a dangerous situation okay i'm not discounting that but when you find when you trust trust is another key in dealing with chaos and you know when you trust that sense of safety from you, then from that place of safety from within, you can snap out of survival, which means you can then get creative about how you move out of danger. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm. I do. Now, I've heard you talk about archetypes in this space yeah. to help us really get some practical reality of like mm -hmm. how do we find mm -hmm. our sense of safety if it's left us because I know how challenging that can be just for myself like if yeah. if I find myself in this space like you, you called it the survivor space and I really understand mm -hmm. that space and it's like if I find myself there it's like how do I reclaim my ground how do I get that sense of to me, it feels like a sense of self back mm -hmm. rather than yeah. being scattered and like just reacting. Yeah. How do how do we move into that? And I, I'm not sure if the archetypes is a good way to go with this, but I know I've heard you talk about things like the magician and the trickster and things. So yeah, we can move to that. We we can move to that. Um, that's slightly separate. I'm happy to 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 talk about that. However, in terms of the safety. Something practical you can do right now is to, because safety is a sensation and it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. It's a sensation you feel and then it's a feeling. So just for, for anybody listening now, when was the last time you felt a sense of safety? Anything, it doesn't matter. It could be you were walking down the road and it felt safe or you're sitting in your house and you feel safe. It's that sensation. What are the sensations? Sensations are really important in terms of safety because our body is a giant transmitter, okay? So our body needs to, when you are, Mm, keying into the sensations what you are doing is giving your body the instruction to start transmitting that energy of safety anyway yeah okay can I tell you so, what came up yeah, when you said because straight uh -huh. away I had a sensation mm -hmm. immediately mm -hmm. and I 
so it so straight away for me it's my duvet it's bedtime my duvet but there's also if if everything is crashed there are there are times in the work that I do where Mm -hmm. the the world brings me to my knees right I've been dealing a lot with Ukraine recently Mm -hmm. and that's in a very personal way and it's been very challenging Mm -hmm. and I go I call it going fetal I go fetal under the duvet yes literally it's that kind of a that's exactly what I mean and what you want to do is even when you're not under the duvet is to remember the sensations and the feelings attached to that and then throughout your day just at different random times activate it just at random times just activate that sense I had a client who I was doing a certain exercise with and I would get her there was some stuff we were working around going to bed at night and anxiety around that and I literally would get her the first thing I got her to start doing is start shutting her door when she goes to bed and she said and she said as soon as I shut the door I get that sense like I'm back in the womb like Mm. safe And then I said to her, look around your four walls and remind your body, tell your body, as soon as I shut that door, activate that sensation of safety. Mm. Yeah. So for everyone, it's different. And then Mm. once you've done that, when you're walking on the road, just activate the sensation of safety. It does not mean that if there's a danger, you will not. Actually, what happens when I've started doing this is you are so alert, but in a not in a survival way, that if something, if somebody suddenly came up behind you because your body is in that calm state, you would know before they even came up behind you. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to be in hypervigilant hyper survival state where you're not allowing the body to be the antenna and do the work it's supposed to do yeah so it sounds counterintuitive and it works yeah and as you said that the body being the antenna I like I totally get it because when we're in survival we're Mm -hmm. like you said we're hyper vigilant yeah but when the body relaxes we can listen we have the space inside to listen to the sensations and that idea of the body as antenna, I love that. Okay. Yeah, it is. That it's really so makes sense. Thank you. It's, it just yeah. makes so much sense to me. Another exercise, I like to do this one, it's not mine. Um, I read it in a book and it's like so powerful. It's like when you're sitting and when you've activated the sense of safety, okay, Use your body to get a sensation of the space around you because space is often something that is impacted when we're not feeling safe. So the the space might start to collapse in, we might start to feel constricted. Or for some people, when there's too much space, it feels unsafe, it it varies. But when you've activated that safety, Try and imagine or play with this. Imagine, sit against the wall, the wall, and imagine the sensation of the distance between your body and the wall. And just play with that. So you sit and then without looking, start to imagine 
what that distance feels like. A lot of people that do this like don't realize that there's actually a sensation to things moving away, things coming towards you. You don't actually have to see it. You can sense it. And you can begin to train your body to sense the space around you. And reason I'm saying this as an important thing is, again, that dealing with the unknown, there's often this sensation that there's no structure, there's nothing there. But once you know that you can train your body to start to interact almost with the space around you, it starts to bring in that sense of calm, that sense of flow that we all want or desire when chaos is coming in. Mm, I love that. And it feels like a great like foundation for this chaos because what, what you're describing to me feels like kind of how to be with the chaos <laughs> instead of trying yes. to run away from it or whatever. Yes. Like I can be with it mm. if I have this sense of safety <laughs> that you're describing. Mm-hmm. But how mm-hmm. do I thrive through it? Once you've done the safety thing, the thriving, you start to activate trust. Thriving in chaos is about totally, totally about trusting. Okay. Now, when I talk about trust, people say, oh, yeah, how teach me how to trust. And I I will say, Jane, we are always trusting, always, always trusting. When you go to bed at night, and this again, you know, I'm all about getting that sensation and that feeling and getting that knowing. So follow me through as I explain this when you go to bed at night you go to bed absolutely knowing that the sun will rise in the morning yeah there you just did it that's trust right there yeah where did you feel it in your body that sense of knowing I actually felt it really low in my belly yeah like, well it kind of started here but then it dropped mm-hmm. down it yes. started in my heart and then dropped down and it was just like okay a, yes yes <laughs> that is trust that's your body sensation to trust mm. okay so you do it already the thing is again in the old world that we're moving from we were all taught to trust something outside of us and that is partly why when we're in the chaos is like oh my god what do i do here everything is chaotic who what how do i trust we're taught to trust the government the teachers the lawyers the whoever with everything we taught to trust it's outside of us okay and you could do this same exercise I don't know if you had a lawyer we call them lawyers and solicitors or a doctor here if I said if your doctor told you you had the cold for example the chances are you have that same sensation of yes trusting knowing yeah the doctor says I have a cold then I have a cold it's a knowing What I invite you to do when you're dealing with with chaos is to turn that trust on yourself. Instead of trust, I'm not, as well as if you choose to, trusting the doctor, the lawyer, the government, also trust yourself. That's where we're all floundering. And to begin to flourish in chaos, you have to, there's no way around it. Otherwise, because what happens in chaos, um, you know, in chaos is like everything is thrown all up in the air yes. before it settles again. Yes. 
That's what happens. So everything is floundering. And when you don't have that groundedness of safety from within and trusting from within, you could go wherever. <laughs> You'll just flounder like the leaves wherever. And that's what causes the that sense of sickness and not knowing what to do. You can stay in chaos. Clarity also can be overrated. Mm. You can stay in chaos and not have clarity right now, okay? Right, and right. still be grounded in your own being. Yeah, it's so interesting. As you were talking then, I realized that, I mean, you picked doctor as well. And after everything I've been through, they're the last people that I tend to trust. So I would, so what was interesting for me was, as you were talking, my experience was I trust myself. Yeah. I don't actually trust a lot of what's going on out there right now, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and I know I'm not unusual in this because, you know, yeah. a lot of the research is showing levels of trust are way down on mm -hmm. things like government, politicians, mm -hmm. you know, business. The levels of trust have fallen for, you know, over the last decade it, to levels that we've never yeah. seen before. Mistrust is so high. Yeah. So in this space where I'm not really trusting out there as much, I'm questioning everything out there, but I do trust me here. Mm -hmm. does that mean I can still thrive in chaos or do I need yeah. to learn to build that bridge and trust the external world too as soon as you start trusting yourself and this is where creation metaphysics how we create everything around us on some level is a projection of us right. anyway on some level yeah? yeah the chair I'm sitting on is a projection of the portion of my energy that I've labeled chair mm. okay and I'm sitting on it because I trust the chair is there right yeah and I'm sitting on it because at some level I trust that I know the chair was here when I left it here yesterday so I'm trusting that projection okay and that's how it works so the more actually you trust in yourself not just trust yourself, but accept yourself. Acceptance is the next piece of it. You trust yourself and then you accept yourself, meaning you accept all parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. That is where the thriving comes. Because as you accept all parts of yourself, you also accept the projections. And when you accept the projections and you trust yourself, you begin to see that in manipulating your energy from the inside, you can then manipulate the projections outside. What most people are taught to do is try and manipulate things you don't like from the outside in. Right. And that is putting your trust on the outside thing. But that's a bit like putting your trust on the, on the mirror reflection and going, I don't want you to smile anymore. So I'm trusting you not to smile, but really what you need to do is you stop smiling and the mirror will stop smiling. It's the same thing. Oh, so you put that trust in yourself first and then you accept all parts of yourself. The thing with this, um, Jane, this version of the journey we're on, especially in chaos, you have to accept all parts of yourself, the good, the bad, the grand, the ugly, all of it is all yeah. you. And once you move into that acceptance, only then can you begin to manipulate your energy 
to change what's showing up out there. So only then can you manipulate that energy to thrive. Yeah. And I love that you've spoken to that because, you know, mm. on the surface level, it sounds like a bumper sticker, like it's time for us all mm. to become whole. Mm-hmm. But from my personal experience, yeah. I can tell you it's a for me, it's a journey that never ends. It's almost mm. like I think I'm whole. And then it's like that Maya Angelou quote, like when I know better, I do better. And then suddenly there's another thing that pops up and I'm like, I thought I dealt with that, but and I, but there's another fragment of myself that I've left somewhere on the highway of my life mm-hmm. that I've got to go pick up again and bring it back in. So it's a very interesting inquiry for me, the yeah. wholeness. I'm not so sure I'll mm-hmm. ever get there because I'm feeling like I used to think it was a destination to become whole. But then there's also this paradox for me where I think I already am whole. Precisely. <laughs> and therein lies the secret for me. Right. I love that you said you're not getting there. There is nowhere yeah. to get to. Yes. Okay. And this is a thing on, the, on that grand soul level. We know we are already it. Right. So there's no... And we are whole as we are, the good, the bad, the ugly, because once you can accept all of it, here's the the magic there. Once you accept all of it, you get to choose what portion of the whole you focus on. Right. Yeah. But if you're like pushing all of it away, it's like just, just seeing half the cake. When you see a whole cake, then you can decide, oh, I like that angle or that angle or that angle. Accepting all of you doesn't mean that you have to express all of you. Okay. Most of the times I'm pretty cool to be around. Those are the parts of me I like to express. Most of the times I am kind and considerate. Those are parts of me that I enjoy expressing. And then there's a time I'm a bitch, don't cross me, really don't. And I can turn around and activate that part now intentionally. Mm. And I can activate that part intentionally a lot of the times, knowing that I can drop it when I need to. Because Jane, there are times when you need to be a bitch. I'm sorry. You see? But if you're pushing that part away, you're doing yourself a disservice. Because there are times when you are going to say to someone, hey, don't step on me again. And they do it again. And I'm like, I just told you, don't do that again. So that they stop. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. Because what you're also expressing here is, I think one of the things we're taught very early Mm. on is, you know, in terms of who we are and where we're headed in our lives is like, what do I want to move away from? We don't like anything Mm -hmm. that's painful or negative. So we move away Mm -hmm. from that. And then we, what do we want to move towards? There's those of us that are more future oriented and going, okay, this is my goal. This is where my intention, this is where I'm going. And this is who I want to become. But both of those, I think are in movement. And I think Mm. we're never taught to be with our feelings to stay and really feel what we're feeling because we can't express ourselves in a whole way unless we really understand all the different like emotions and sensations and all the stuff swirling around on the inside so I love that you're speaking Mm -hmm. to this because it's like don't be too quick to jump away from or towards 
just be with what's going on so you can really find your way through and I love that okay I do yeah. so maybe maybe it's time now to talk about the trickster and the magician and how they play okay. out in chaos because I'm really intrigued and I'm like what is this please tell me okay <laughs> um magician and trickster so they are the lords of chaos and the unknown, the archetype of the magician and the trickster. They are actually different sides of the same coin, okay? Except with the magician, the magician is an empowering part um, of the archetype. So the magician is the one that creates, that takes the, the chaos, and it's the magician in that archetype sense, the magician in you that's actually creating that future that's creating yourself out of the chaos. But the magician needs all that abracadabra and all that um, sprinkles to create it. The trickster is the other side that also creates. So where the magician is empowering, the trickster is disempowering. So mm. the trickster is the one that will be critical. The trickster in the unknown is the one that say, oh, don't move until you have all your ducks in a row. The trickster is the one who's going to say, yeah, um, and what if this bad thing happens? And what if that bad? It's all creativity. And the magician is the one that's going to be saying, trust, trust. Is this your is this your excitement? Trust. Is this something you want to do? Trust. Do you see what I mean? Mm -hmm. The trickster tells you not to trust. So that's just that in a nutshell. I'm just mindful of time because I've got a whole hour of teaching on the magician and the trickster and how you can play with them in the unknown. And um, I can give everyone access to it. You just need to go to my website. So I'll yeah, give you yeah. that. But in a nutshell, that's what it is. And we all have access to those archetypes. Mm -hmm. And in the unknown, that is where they play. So just to be mindful that when you're going in there, which energy are you playing with? If it's empowering, it's the magician. And think of all the things about the magician. What does a magician do? The magician creates something out of nothing. Yeah. That's what the magician does. The trickster also does that, but the trickster does it to keep you in the unknown, to keep you there. Because the trickster energy feeds off that. The magician is doing it to move you forward, to move you onto the next play field, so to say. I love yeah. that. You know, and as you're talking, it, there's some parallels here between mm -hmm. the way I talk about ego and soul. And one of the things I wanted to ask you is because a lot of people think about ego and so like the trickster and I'm not mm. saying they're the same, but they feel in the same yeah. kind of wheelhouse. And yeah. a lot of people, particularly here in the US, feel that they've got to get rid of the ego. Mm. And mm. and the thing is, for me, they're both present all the time. It's just what's in the foreground and what's in the background. Like, what are you choosing yeah. to place in the foreground of your attention? Is that the same with the magician and the trickster? They're both present, or is they it about... are both? I would say, in sense of them being both present for me, 
the ego and the soul are the same and different sides of the same coin. They just right, have right. different purposes they serve. Yes. Okay. And when people talk about getting rid of the ego, the ego is actually what allows us to perceive as individuals. Mm -hmm. It's what allows us to manipulate and work around physical reality. The ego is what allows me to say, you are Jane and I am Oge, for example. Mm -hmm. The ego is a part of my soul that can say, oh, there's a chair over there, okay? What's happened with the ego is as time has gone along, we've given it roles that it was not created to do, yeah? So, and then that ego part of us is the one that wants to maintain control. Right. right. It's the one that wants to control everything because we've given it actually roles that really if we were in flow to use your word if we were in flow in this place of chaos we'd be trusting ourselves and we'd be trusting in terms of we'd be trusting our intuition a lot more yeah okay the ego can only actually act on um accurately on information it gets from the internal out, like intuition, inspiration, that kind of stuff, okay? Mm -hmm. It gets that information and then it translates it out into physical reality. And then it takes the physical reality and feeds back inward. What has happened is we cut the ego off from intuition, inspiration, because everything has to be data driven. Yeah, or everything has to be analytical. Do you see what I mean? Everything has to be quantified now. Yeah, that's the problem with the ego is we've stopped it from the source of its inspiration. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm just loving this conversation. Let me just say that out loud. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm like is intriguing me now is like what does your soul want from this work that you're doing in the world like what and I would say what is it in service of (laughs) but is there a big vision for your grand soul that you're holding my grand that's a really good question I don't get asked that often so I'm going to stop and acknowledge (laughs) that I love that question my soul wants to express its humanness Like I said, my soul's been around. My soul knows a lot. My soul's done a lot. And in creating this aspect of my soul called Oge, it's exploring. So my soul is here to explore what happens in these times specifically when I as a soul, because I am the soul, when I, Oge, as a soul, allow myself to express in the way I'm expressing without fear. Mm. So that's one of the things I'm exploring from a soul level. What is possible? Remember, people think the soul knows everything. That's not true. The soul doesn't know. That's why you and I are created, to explore what the soul has not yet explored. Mm. So for me, it's In these times of uncertainty and chaos, what are the possible outcomes when I allow myself to express myself without fear? What could happen? 
Great question. And that's one of those questions that you can't just jump to an answer with. That's one of those questions you need to lean into, live into, and see what it's going to show you. Like, Mm -hmm. and trust your life to show you the way. I I'm going to sit with that. Okay. I I was wanted to ask you the same. What about you? What is your soul expressing? What are you leaning into? Yeah, it's so interesting because this soul conversation has come very alive for me in the past few weeks. Uh, Very much so. It's always been around in my work, but it's been a bit cloak and dagger in that. Yeah. You know, I, I particularly at the front end of business and everything, it's always been like the bridge to the market and what the clients need has always kind of led the way. And now I'm kind of taking, reclaiming that and, and allowing my soul to express what is most important for me and them in these times and, and, and calling in souls instead of just Mm -hmm. humans. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm in a space of calling in the souls that you've so elegantly spoken about you know these times for me Mm -hmm. are well they feel like soul defining times which means that it's time for us to remember Mm -hmm. why we're here Mm -hmm. which sounds Mm -hmm. very like esoteric and woo woo and off the charts but actually I believe the future of business is a full integration of strategy and me too me too. I, Me too. I just don't see I agree. any other way now. And I, I don't believe we can sustain business as a waste ground for the soul any longer. I don't believe I we, can, we can sustain like yeah. business, politics, all these different institutions and structures that we've built around our human life here in the West. It's like we've eradicated the soul, the relationships, the community, the things that really make us come alive mm-hmm. as humans. Mm-hmm. We've we've lost that. I agree (laughs) I so agree and when people say oh these conversations don't happen um, in the corporate space in the leadership space I say they they do behind closed doors don't they exactly yeah exactly (laughs) yeah they do they totally do. I mean, I remember when I started Sacred Changemakers, the podcast back in 2019, and I was going out to my mastermind group and my colleagues and my clients and saying, I'm going to start this podcast. Oh, what's it called? Sacred Changemakers. Every single person without a shadow of a doubt said to me, I love the word changemakers, but I don't think you can use the word sacred. Everybody go. said that. And it's the same now because I'm starting to talk about soul in business. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we like the strategy side, but the soul, I don't think you can do that. And that's publicly. And then we go behind closed doors exactly. and they're whispering to me, this is exactly what we need. <laughs> same happens to me. It's like we talk like, and then oh <laughs> I deliver a talk and I'd have the strategy I also call it the the masculine energy approach and we have that and then nobody would say anything per se in the room and they'll always call me out to the side of the room later and they go okay see that thing you said about the soul it touched me so much and then when we explore they've been on this hidden journey for the last two five whatever years and it's it will come out. I say all of it is coming out in the wash. It just needs people like you and I to be more courageous yeah. Yeah. about it and be willing. That's why I was saying about transforming out loud. This is that transforming out loud and be willing to be the example of what happens 
Yeah. When we talk yeah. about it, I'm not prepared to pretend my soul does not exist anymore yeah. in, in a yeah. business space or any other space. Yeah. And I love that tenacity with which mm-hmm. you're saying that because mm-hmm. it's it's also something that I share too. And I I mm-hmm. just love this conversation. My heart is just, and my soul is just singing right now because this is exactly right. the kind of conversation mm-hmm. we need to open again in contexts where this conversation isn't always welcome. Yeah. And it's just an opening. That's what it feels like to me. It's an opening because mm-hmm. one of the things that um, I found myself saying on an interview recently is, you know, what would be different for you if your soul had full expression and if you held your life yeah. and your business as sacred? What changes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that I think is something for us all to consider, specifically now in these times because there is a deeper reason for us being alive Mm -hmm. on the planet today Mm -hmm. and I think each of us has to find our own reason for being here now exactly each of us has to find our own I call it sometimes it's like your soul's agenda or whatever it, it doesn't have to be anything it doesn't even have to be like save the world it could simply be that your soul's agenda that you are here at this time to observe the changes period yes Yes. because every experience is integrated back into the soul energetically no experience is wasted yeah okay so it could be as simple as that it doesn't have to be uh, a big thing but us moving like in these compartments, that's what it is. We've been moving in compartments. Oh no, this is business. So we don't talk about this in a business forum. Do you know what I mean? It's like all those compartments. And then that same person comes around to you later on and they say, do you know the other day I had a Kundalini experience, but I can't tell anyone about it. It's like, yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, that is. That is totally. And that goes back, Jane, <laughs> to what I was saying about dealing with the chaos. When you're in the chaos, you yes. have to accept all parts of you. Yes. It's this yes. um, putting different parts of us in different compartments and saying, oh, that is for business and this is for this. However, what this whole pandemic and COVID thing has done, people can't really squish everything back into compartments anymore. Right. Yeah. If you're at home and you're on Zoom and your baby's crying, what are you going to do? You're going to say to the baby, you know what? I'm on Zoom. Shut up for a minute. (laughs) You're going to go carry the baby. Come and go to your employer. Listen, this is part of me, too. And that doesn't mean that I can't have a baby and do this and do that. We just have to find a different structure that works. Yeah. There's a real liberation of the soul of what you're talking about here. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know, it's very easy for us to get into like grand conversations about changing the world. Mm-hmm. But your perspective, okay, that I've always known around you is this how you kind of platform the individual, how you put the spotlight yeah. on the individual soul and, yeah. and really help expand what that means for people. 
yeah, and really empower them in the same way. So mm-hmm. thank you so much for that, because I know our listeners will have loved it. But I'm noticing the time. So let me move to our final yes. question, which is, yes, yes. You know, we've talked through so much today that's been mm-hmm. so juicy and so like full of insights. But if there's anything we haven't got to that you would like to share with our listeners, maybe a few words of wisdom just to complete, what might it be? Let's see. Let me go back to a conversation we had in the middle and something said, put that on the shelf. If it's relevant, come back. It's this whole thing around feelings. So you've got one spectrum around feelings that says, yeah, feel into it. I'm feeling to it. I'm feeling to it a lot more. I'm feeling to it. And then we get lost in the feeling into it. Okay. Right. And then there's the other side that says, and don't feel it at all because feelings are irrelevant. It's just things that happen to women or whatever. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's that side of it. I want to bring a different perspective to the table, which is that feelings are doorway to a deeper level of communication. And often what happens when we're feeling and feeling and feeling into it. So if I'm angry about something and I'm feeling into the anger and I'm staying with the anger, as I stay with the anger, I miss the communication. Right. So there's a place for acknowledging the feeling, but not necessarily swimming in it. On the other hand, when you don't acknowledge the feeling, you miss a vital part of communication that your inner being is sending to you. So for me, it's it's having that balance, especially in chaos, where it can be so easy to either disassociate, so you're not feeling the chaos, or completely swim in it. to understand that feelings are communications Mm -hmm. and the quicker you can get to the communication, you can then let the feeling go and do what you need to do. Thank you. Mm. Really, really valuable information. Thank you. So, okay, thank you so much for stopping by the Sacred Change podcast. I have so enjoyed our conversation today and I know Mm -hmm. our listeners will have learned so much. So thank you so much, my friend. You're welcome. This was a pleasure. This was so much fun. And then I will drop you, I will give you the link where people can go and listen on my website to um, The Magician and the Unknown and Creativity and the Unknown. Thank you. Do you want me to, to give that now or would you drop that in for people? I'll drop it into the show notes so everyone can find that in the show notes. So thank you. All right, then. Thank you. Okay, everyone, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for listening in. Before we go, I want to remind you that all of the resources and the links for our guests are in the show notes at sacredchangemakers.com. And a big thank you to the members of our Soul Business Academy, who are our podcast sponsors and our extended community who are helping us make a global impact aligned with the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals, all visible on our website. And if you're looking for more soul in your life and business, if you have a sense that you have a calling, maybe you're here to make a bigger impact or simply connect with others on your change making journey. If our episode resonated with you today, I hope you'll consider joining us. Again, you can find out more at sacredchangemakers.com. So for now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your intention and efforts to make our world a better place. Until next time, lots of love.